everyone and welcome to this episode of Dish with Pepper. I'm so excited to be adding another sport to my resume of interviews today, interviewing AJ Andrews. That's right, the Gold Glove winner, the amazing activist. I'm so excited to be chatting with her um, and it happened to be my birthday, just saying. Big shout out to the Women's Sports Foundation. Um, I got this president gift as a surprise today, and I'm so grateful um, to be to have worked with them. But again, I'm so excited to be interviewing AJ Andrews. She's such an inspiration. Thank you, um, and I'm so excited to be getting started with her today. Hi, AJ. Hi. I don't see you yet. So it's uh -oh, connecting. It's, you're frozen for me. Uh oh. Okay. All right. There you there go. There we go. go. Yeah, I'm frozen. All right. Happy birthday! Thank you! Oh my gosh, and I'm so excited you're starting softball. Yes, I'm so excited too. Yay! So yeah, ask me all your questions. Has your birthday been good so far? Yes, definitely. Oh, amazing! And softball, you're going to be an outfielder, right? Yes, yeah. I had my first practice, what was it, um, last week? Yeah, I think Saturday, or sun Sunday last week, so that was oh. awesome. Amazing! Well, I'm so excited to talk to you and be interviewed by you. I think this is going to be one of my favorite interviews, so kick it away, Miss Fabulous like, Pepper. Thank you. I think this is going to gonna. I think this is going to be one of my best birthdays. Oh, so let's get started. Oh, I, this means. Oh, I love that so much, and we're. I'm so excited to talk all things softball and your birthday because you look fabulous already, Miss Girl. I need that headband pronto. But you let me know. I'm we're trading softball tips for that headband. Okay. All right. So or let's just one that looks like it. Let's just start off talking about your career. Um, okay. I was wondering how did you get started in softball and when did you fall in love with the sport? Yeah, so I started playing softball when I was actually 11 years old, which is a lot later than a lot of other athletes will hear say they started softball. I actually played soccer first. Soccer was my first big sport. I absolutely love soccer, but uh, playing softball, I began playing at Oldsmar Little League, where I'm from. I'm from Florida, so it was in Oldsmar, Florida. And I really fell in love with the sport of softball because it was really one of the first sports where I just had fun. I was just excited. I was really competitive as a kid. I didn't care about winning, honestly. I just wanted, not I didn't care about winning, I didn't care about having fun. I wanted to win. And so, you know, I think softball was one of those first sports where I just really just loved the game, loved being there, loved being able to compete, cheer with my teams, the camaraderie. And it was just a lot of fun. And also it gets really wet on the grass in Florida in the mornings. It's called, we call it do. And so for me, my first one of my first games, I was able to make a diving catch and I slid all across the grass like a slip and slide. And I was sold after that. I was like, if I get to play slip and slide every day, then this <laughs> is this is a sport for me. Oh my god, that's hilarious. Now I know you mentioned playing soccer, but were there any other sports you played growing up? Yeah, I played a lot. I played soccer, I played basketball, I was a cheerleader. I, what else did I do? I ran track. I tried tennis. It didn't work out. I tried swimming. It didn't work out at all. And so, yeah, I tried, I tried just about every sport. I honestly never tried volleyball. That was probably one of the only sports I didn't try, but I tried just about everything, but I was avid in basketball, soccer, track, and I cheerleaded for a really long time before playing softball. 
Oh, sounds like we have some similarities there. You play softball, you played soccer, you played basketball, and those are the three sports that I'm really playing. Oh, and there's also Taekwondo for me. Oh, um, go ahead, bro. I stopped playing. I stopped karate after I kicked the wood, after I chopped the wood in half. That was my only goal. I reached my goal and I was out. I was out of karate. <laughs> well, I, I agree. I agree. Breaking, breaking boards, breaking those wooden boards. It's really, it's really satisfying. Um, <laughs> I love but, that. So yeah. you, can, you can beat anybody up, huh? <laughs> yes, it's all, it's all about yeah. self-defense. Um, Don't be humble. But, yeah, you can beat people up. Say it, girlfriend. My my instructor would be mad if he found out the word is talking about how I can beat people up. Because it's all about self-defense only if someone attacks you and you feel like you're unsafe. But it is kind of pretty cool to pretend kick people, you know? Oh, it's, I bet. And just to know, like, don't mess with me, right? You could walk <laughs> around all day. It's like, don't mess with me. <laughs> well, when did you decide you wanted to be a professional softball player or that you could play, be a pro? Yeah, so I honestly didn't decide that I would wanted to play professional softball until college. And it was honestly not until my senior year in college. So unfortunately, I didn't get to watch softball on TV the way you can watch it now as often. And so I didn't really know that professional softball was a thing. And so I was just so excited when I reached my senior year in college and one of the most amazing softball players, if you get to watch softball, Jesse Warren just commented, she said that we look pretty. And, um, but she went for me, you know, talking to my college coach, Coach Trina at LSU, she was saying how AJ, you know, this is something that you should do, something you should try and, you know, just being a pro and not everyone gets to say that they're a professional athlete. And so this is something I really want you to take part in. And I said, you're right, coach, right? I, this is my opportunity. And I, you know, my senior year, I didn't want to stop playing softball. You know, I had my idea, I had my life plan, but when it, I really got to the end, I was like, ah, I don't want to stop. And so my senior year, I ended up getting drafted to the Chicago Bandits. I was the seventh overall pick. And I continued to play softball up until now. And that was, that was a few years ago. <laughs> Wow, I know you mentioned um, one of your accomplishments being the seventh overall pick, but what does it mean to you to be the first woman to win a gold glove? Yeah, it means a lot to me to be the first woman to win a Rollins gold glove because that means that you can now win one, right? I think that for me, it's so important for girls like you to grow up seeing that they can do and be anything that they want to be. And I think for so many of us, when we're young, right, we think that there's only these certain levels that we can reach because we don't see all these amazing women accomplishing all these amazing things and making the impossible into possible. And so for me, it means the world to me to be able to be the first woman to win a Rollins Gold Glove because now you, Pepper, can say, I want to be a Rollins Gold Glove winner, right? Before that, maybe that wasn't going to be something you thought about. And so for me, it's, it's amazing to know that that barrier is broken and that there's so many, I mean, there's amazing women that have won the gold glove after me. They're just phenomenal. And now there's young girls like you that get to also say they want to be a gold glover and win a gold glove. I know you mentioned playing professional softball. And can you just explain what Athletes Unlimited is and how what it means for the players who are a part of it? Yeah, Athletes Unlimited is another, it's a, it's a softball league, but it's also, it's more than just softball. So there's softball, there's volleyball, and there is lacrosse that will be coming soon. And so it's an opportunity. So those sports don't typically have any volleyball. It's the first time volleyball will be playing 
in America, all those girls have to go overseas if they want to be professional. And then lacrosse, lacrosse just doesn't have as many eyes as it deserves, right? So, and softball as well. So I think that for those athletes that get to play in Athletes Unlimited, it's an opportunity for so many young girls to see themselves as professional, right? Because for me, I didn't want to be a professional softball player because I didn't see it, right? That it wasn't something that I thought was possible, something that I thought I could do or attain because it wasn't on TV or it wasn't talked about. And, you know, I think that Athletes Unlimited is now being able to change that narrative so that it can completely have all these amazing young athletes that, you know, for me, something that I was missing, it'd be something that you could look to and say, oh, I want to do that or I can do that. And you can decide at 10 years old or are you turning 10 or are you turned 11 today? Yeah, I just turned 10. Oh, 10 years old. You can decide that I want to be a professional athlete in XYZ and not have to wait till your senior year in college like me because you get to watch these amazing athletes compete. Now, you mentioned that Athletes Unlimited was more than just the sports that are a part of it. So I was wondering, how have you been able to speak up and use your voice to address important issues through Athletes Unlimited? Yeah, you know, I think that, again, being able to be televised or being able to have a big platform to talk, it allows you to really get your voice to so many more people. And so I think that for me, it's important for me to use my voice. It's important for me to talk about things that are important, even if it makes people uncomfortable, because it's going to make a lot of people uncomfortable, right? But that doesn't mean it is, it's not important to be spoken about. And that's what's really going to drive change, those uncomfortable conversations. And so there's a lot of people that aren't willing to have those, but I am someone that is willing and wanting to have those conversations. And so, you know, I think that through platforms and through different leagues and different people helping uplift my voice, you know, I'm able to reach more people and hopefully impact more people. Yeah. And I know you mentioned having uncomfortable conversations. Um, and so I was wondering, like, what advice do you have for girls and women who are trying to find their voice and speak out against injustice? Because a lot of the times in people's communities, like, uncomfortable conversations aren't something that are just ha that just happen, like, whenever they need to happen. Yeah, I would say often the hard thing to do and the right thing to do are the same thing. And so if you find yourself in a position where something is very hard to speak on, or you find yourself in a position where you feel like you might be the outlier, or you might be the only one talking about those different issues, even if it's unpopular, I encourage you to do it anyway. Because not only, and I think sometimes we think that we're only impacting the people around us, or that it may only have an influence on who we're speaking to, but in so many instances, it is truly allowing someone else the courage to go and impact another group of people. Me using my voice today is encouraging her, him, him, her, all over the world to do the same thing in their circles. And that's how you drive change. So while you may feel like you're shunned or you may feel alone having these conversations in the group that you're in, I think it's important to understand again that the hard thing and the right thing are often the same thing. And if it harder it feels, probably the more right it is. And probably the fact that it hasn't been talked about before. And if you can understand that you doing that right thing, while in that moment it may feel alone, you are impacting so many more people than you even realize. And at the end of the day, you're gonna come back with some people empowered, influenced, and just feeling like they can change the world just through the words that you have said. So understand if it feels hard, keep going. If it feels hard, keep going. And if you feel alone, just wait. You're gonna find your tribe. There'll be so many people wanting to uplift and support you. Yeah, um, 
I'm honestly speechless. That advice is so important and it just sums up, you know, the importance of why people speak their truth and use their voice to make change because even though you may be standing alone making change sometimes, like you said, eventually you'll find people who agree with you and who can help you make that change. 100%. Now, who are some of your heroes or people who inspire you? Yeah, I would say some of my heroes would definitely be my parents. They are both of them have been people that have really impacted and influenced my, the trajectory of my career through inspiration, motivation, the way that I see the world, the way that I see myself, and the way that I move and navigate through hard times and adversity. Those things have all been taught to me through the gaze of my dad, who is basically my motivational speaker, and my mom, who's someone that reminds me of the joy and reminds me why I began anything that I do and to remember my passion, remember my purpose. And then I would also say Natasha Watley is someone that really has influenced me. She's She played professional softball, was an Olympian, and she was really that first girl that was that representation for me that I got to watch that allowed me to say, ah, I can do that. Natasha Watley is doing it, I can do it too, because she looks like me, right? Representation is so important. And then I would also say the Williams sisters, Serena and Venus Williams, two girls, two women that were just unapologetically themselves in spaces in which people wanted them to conform or to be different. And they said, this is who I am, this is who I will always be, and I will be great, not just great, legendary, being exactly who I am. And so having idols like those allow, see themselves being unapologetically them, it just allowed me to continuously be unapologetically me. Uh, those inspirations are amazing. And speaking of having parents as inspirations, it's so interesting because I feel like your parents' roles have the same as mine. My dad always gets me up when I'm down, and I always talk about when I was bullied how I had support from WNBA players and coaches, but the real first people who helped me with that were my parents, because I brought home that letter with the the mean words on it and the, um, and the words that were just trying to bring me down, and the first thing I tried to do was hide it, but my dad just knew from the get-go that there's something wrong and that I need to talk about it. And he was the reason, honestly, my parents were the reason that I'm able to be myself and being having, even having this interview because I am so proud of who I am because of my parents' encouragement. So I definitely agree with that. Oh, shout out to your parents. And I want you to tell you that your confidence to do this, to interview so many different athletes is remarkable. And I don't know what that letter said, but oftentimes people say mean things to us because they see our potential, not because they don't recognize it, because they see it and they want to stop it. So if you ever get mean comments or people saying things, it's because they know you're great and they don't want you to know that you're great. Because as soon as you realize who you are and what you can do, that's when you take off. And that's what those haters, right, or those people that try to keep you down, they don't want you to take off. So oftentimes when people say something mean, just say thank you for, for this motivation. Thank you for just letting me know that you know I'm great in a really a weird way, right? Weird flex for trying to say I'm a great person or I'm just great at what I do. But just know that oftentimes when people are very mean to you, it's because they know that there's greatness inside of you and they don't want you to see it. That's it. You know what? I think I need to cut that out and put that into my bullying video. I mean, my anti-bullying video. That was such great advice. I mean, thank you so much. Now, I saw on your website the quotation, character isn't developed in ease and quiet. Character can only be developed through experience and hardships. Can you explain what this means to you? Yeah, you know, I think 
when you're building character and you're just building all the facets that you need in life to succeed, whether it is resilience, confidence, courage, right? Those are situations that have to be formed. You don't just wake up one day courageous. You don't just wake up one day confident. You don't wake up one day resilient, right? You go through different circumstances, different hardships, adversities that shape that, right? And it must first be a little bit broken down before it can be built up. And, you know, I think that through that, you realize who you are in that character. From, from finding out the adversity that you have, you realize the resilience you have to keep going. When you are, one of my favorite quotes is, if you want to be pray to be courageous, do you think that God just all of a sudden gives you courage or does he give you opportunities to be courageous, right? If one day you want to be resilient, does he wake up one day and give you resilience or does he give you opportunities, put you in situations where you're forced to be resilient, right? You have to shape these things. It's like a muscle. Any of your character is like a muscle. You have to build it. You have to build it over time and you have to build it consistently, constantly and continue working it. And some days you're going to wake up really sore. Some days you're going to wake up really tired, right? But that's when you know when you push through that, you push through the fatigue. That is when you reach your success. When you push through fatigue as an athlete for your muscle, that's when you build muscle, right? So when you push through the adversity of life, whether it's sport or just day-to-day life, that's when you're going to build your character and find out what's on the other side. Wow. That was incredible. You know, I learned so much from you today, and I'm so grateful that I'm doing this today. Um, oh, now, well, happy speaking... birthday. Thank you. I'm so happy I get to share your birthday with you. That means so much to me. Thank you. And speaking of things that I share my birthday with, I have, a, have to ask a question about Equal Pay Day today. Why is it important to bring attention to the inequity in pay between men and women? And how do you see this being a problem in college and professional sports? Yeah, you know, I think it's very important to bring acknowledgement to the inequities when it comes to equal pay and just equal opportunity, right? You know, I think that we've all seen through the NCAA, what they, their treatment of women's college basketball, how they treated those women as an afterthought, even though those women had to go through the same exact trials in order to get to that level of excellence being in the sweet 16 you know you don't get to go to march madness or be a part of march madness without being exceptional yet that attention is only given to the men and without opportunity doesn't come situations where you get the equal pay and so it's more than just give me this money it's give me this opportunity so that i can make this money for myself give me this opportunity so that people can see what i'm doing give me this opportunity so people know how exceptional these women are at the sport that they are playing and you know i think the inequities between men and women are just so vast and people talk about inequities and equal pay and people always want to say men bring in this much money over the women this is why they get paid more but that's actually just very inaccurate, right? Men just have more opportunity to bring in that money. Men are just placed in front of the TV more. They're marketed more. They're shoved down your face more. So you're forced to watch those men compete and you don't have that same opportunity to watch the women. And I think one of the best, people always talk about the chicken and the egg, right? Where it's like you give them the coverage and then you get the the money or is it you have to give them money to get the coverage. And I think softball is one of the best examples of that where softball is now the fourth highest revenue making sport in college. And that's because the past couple of years, softball has been on TV regularly. And people, I've walked up to people all the time, like, oh yeah, I love watching college softball. I got to catch the World Series. And that's just from it being on television. And so, you know, I think it's so important to bring awareness to that because that's the only way we drive change. Um, I think society has structured so deep 
what it is to be a woman and that women are supposed to be beneath men, right? Or we're not supposed to have the same opportunity as these men. But if they realize that we are just as great, work just as hard, and all we need is that opportunity to show you, then you will see so much come from that. And so the, the discrepancies between men and women are very big. And in order to close the gap, we have to have that outrage that we saw a few days ago for women's college basketball for all sports year round. It can't just be one instance where we all just are upset about it because this is happening. This is nothing new, right? But we just can't sit on the it is what it is mindset. We have to keep moving forward to know it is what we're going to make it. And to do that, we have to make change. Yes, I so agree with you. And it reminds me of some of the, one of the things that so upsets me. Like whenever I'm watching women's basketball, they have ads for the, the men's tournament. Um, and all it says there is that the commentators will say, oh, make sure to check out the men's tournament. But all the picture says is March Madness. March Madness doesn't make it men or women. Like, can't March Madness be both for women and men? I mean, it's just, it, it shows up in so many different places, and it's so upsetting. But I, I truly believe that we'll get there somewhere because we're making strides. Miss Pepper, I hope we are there by the time you're out making history. We got to get there. That's what we're pushing for, so that you can make those moves and break those barriers, and everyone can see you doing it. Well... I have a question for you now. When and where can we see you play next? Yeah, so everything, I feel like it's all, it's all up in the air often, but you know, I think just keep track with me on social media and I with AJ underscore Andrews underscore, that's basically my social handles for Instagram and Twitter. And so, yeah, just keep following me throughout my journey. And the softball, soft professional softball is sometimes complicated so we're going to keep pushing forward to make those changes and so that i can have a definitive answer the next time you ask me that question <laughs> listen to her everybody follow her you heard her aj underscore andrews underscore um make sure to check out what she's doing because i know it's amazing now as you know i'm starting to play softball this month so i want to yeah. yes and i'm so excited and i want to know the ins and outs of the games so what do i need to know about softball as a first-time player I think you need to know as a first time softball player to have fun. I want, I think that I know it may sound corny and it may sound cheesy, but you're playing a game of complete adversity and just a game of failure, right? And so I think it's important to understand, to love the failure and allow it to teach you and to understand the acronym F-A-I-L, first attempt in learning. So take everything for a stride when you first get started, because some things are gonna be a little bit more difficult, but just understand, oh, okay, I failed once, that means I'm getting closer to succeeding. Every single time you may come across a failure in softball, know that that's just your one step closer to success. And so I think that, and allow yourself to have fun with it. Learn, be excited about learning new things when it comes to the game of softball. There's no other sport that you can fail seven out of 10 times and still be considered a great athlete. So understand that failure is a part of the game. And once you make it fun, a fun part of the game that allows you to teach you something, allows you to become the best, that's how the best of the best are the best. They never stop learning and they never take failure personally. They only take it as a tool to continue pushing toward their success. So have fun throughout each and every failure. You know what? And don't be upset when you do fail. It's gonna happen. Just know it's gonna happen and keep going. 
You know what? I just wrote that down. First attempt in learning. F-A-I-L. And yes, I know my dad just put in the chat. Yeah, my mom is coaching me, which makes it much easier to have fun. Um, and I'm so excited because, yeah, she played softball in college. So um, I'm super oh, wow. excited. Yeah, I'm super excited play? about that. Uh, honestly, right now I don't remember because all I remember is that she went to grad school at Wake Forest. Um, so I'll, I'll call myself out for that right now. Um, but so now what what do you love about it? I love about softball that every day is a new day. I love that you can go out to the field one day and have a terrible game, and then the next day it just be the best game of your life. I love that any moment can truly be your moment when you play softball. You could go up to bat, and I've gotten out three times in a row, but your fourth AB is the one that really matters. It's with bases loaded, the game's on the line, and you hit the game-winning RBI, right? Any moment in softball can be your moment. And you can never be counted out in the game of softball. And a bad game is just one you can just take a take through and just learn from to your next one. Because there's always another game, another opportunity. Every day is really a new day. Unlike some sports, right, where if you go through a lull, it can be a long lull. Softball, too, you can go through it where we call it a slump. I don't like saying that word. I just call it off your rhythm. You can be off your rhythm for a little bit, but you always find your, you can find your way back. And it just takes one moment. The power of a moment is huge in softball. And I think that that's what I love the most, watching someone that may have been struggling for a little bit, and then they come up for 1AB and they hit the game-winning home run, right? Those are the exciting moments and be able to see that. That's, that's my favorite part of softball. Yes, and I just found out again from the chat. This is so helpful, you know. Um, she went to East Stroudsburg. I definitely remember that. I just couldn't find the words. Thank you. Um, <laughs> now, what equipment do you really need to play softball at a young age? Yeah, I think what you need to play softball at a young age is, well, you'll need a bat, you'll need a glove, and you'll need some cleats. And that's really about it. Now they give you, typically when I was playing, we played in short, so you would need some sliders so you don't get a raspberry, what we call it, or a cherry with basically your skin scraping against the dirt, sometimes scrapes, scrapes, but you probably wore pants. So I think that just you need a glove, a bat, and some cleats, really, and that cute headband that you have on right now. You'll be styling on the field. Everyone will be jealous, Pepper. <laughs> well, I can't wait for that. I can't wait to go back out there and play softball again. Now, what are drills I can do to train alone so I can get better and get ready for my next practice? Yeah, if you're all alone, just by yourself or with your parents or with your mom? Um, do you have drills for both? Sure, sure. So if you're by yourself, I think a lot of things you can do is use a wall. A wall and a tennis ball to get really good um, hand-eye coordination, right? So if you play infield or outfield, either way, both are very important for good hand-eye coordination. So if you're infielder, you just bounce it on the wall and to give yourself a good one hop. So you bounce it to where it bounces one time and you're trying to catch it. And you can get closer and closer so that you can get it on what's called a short hop. So it's a really quick hop. Or if you're an outfielder, right, you can just throw it on the wall so it leaps in the air and you're trying to catch it with that one hand. Okay, every time, catch it to your backhand, catch it forehand, catch it going forward, and then get yourself in a good position to make a good throw every single time you're getting that ball. So I think that's something that you can really do by yourself that's really going to allow you to watch the ball all the way in and know where you want to place your body, know how to get, especially really great if you're infielders. I think it's, I do a lot of hand-eye coordination as an outfielder too, so I think that's perfect. And then with your parents, I think a lot of different things where they can just, 
show where you can have, you have to basically read where the ball is going to be and you have to anticipate it. So maybe have your back turned to the ball and your mom say go and then you turn around and you have to find it, right? Find it in the air or find it on the ground and take good angles to the ball. So you can set up cones and you have one cone in the front, you line up with the cone, have a cone in the back. And then what she'll say is you'll say go and you'll go around that back cone to make sure you get a good angle to the ball to get it off the ground or get it in the air. And so you can run through it if you're gonna be an infielder or and you also run through it too if you're gonna be an outfielder just in a different way, right? But always after the fact, get to a position where you're gonna make a good throw. And so you can practice both. It's great to know how to do both. I, of course, want you to be an outfielder, but you know, I think if you wanna do both, those are so great drills that will help you whether you're gonna be an infielder or an outfielder. All right. And there's, I post a lot of stuff on my Instagram too if you want to also see some of the stuff I do. All right, I'll be sure to look out for that. And those are some drills that I will make sure I work on. I'm on spring break right now, so I have another whole week to work on those drills. Perfect. Um, yeah, I'm so excited. Um, can you just discuss the importance of teamwork in softball? Yeah, you know, your team is is everything when it comes to softball. It, uh, softball, I think, really relies on team camaraderie. You know, I think a lot of different sports, they have stars, right? And sometimes if that one person is having a bad game, then the team might not win, right? You kind of need certain people to show up in order for that team to win. But in softball, it really takes all nine athletes in order to come out with a win. And not any one person is going to be the deciding factor for a game, right? Someone may come up big and be the person that is, has the game-winning hit or game-winning catch. But at the end of the day, it took all nine of those athletes to get to that position. So, you know, I think that being able to work together as a team is so important in softball and creating that camaraderie and being able to be a good teammate, whether you're playing or not. So if you're not on the field, making sure you're uplifting your teammates when you're on the bench, because your moment's going to come. But it really takes every single person on that team to really uplift and keep the energy high so that you guys can win the game. Because Softball is all about energy. Once one team gets the energy, that team is probably going to win, right? The shifts in energy, you feel them. They, they're big in softball. And so in order for a team to keep that energy, the whole team has to be cheering loud and have that good energy to bring out that win. All right, got it. The energy, <laughs> make sure that you're always, your energy level is high, even when you're not, oh, excuse me, even when you're not um, playing, when you're on the bench, and then it takes all nine players to win a game. I'll keep that. I'll keep that in here. All I would say, not just the nine players on the field, but all 15, 20 players on the team as a whole. It takes everyone. All right. Now, I have to ask the Gold Glove winner about defense. What are some ways to become good with the glove? Yeah, I think that some of the things that I told you about, reading the ball, too, but also at practice, make sure that you're taking every practice like it's a game-like situation. One thing that I used to always do that I love to do is when we shag ball. So you'll find when you go to practice that there's going to be a portion where you guys are hitting and they're going to just have everybody out in the outfield shagging the balls, basically just getting the balls and tossing it back in. Use that as an opportunity to make it a game-like situation. And so you're down and ready. You're in a game-like situation. Every time that ball is hit, right? You're off and running to where you think the ball is going to land, not where it is. Never think about going to where the ball is. Always want to go to where you think it's going to land. That's how you make the amazing catches, right? And the way to build that up, the way to learn about that 
is to take those live reps from that batter that is hitting during your shagging hour. And so, yeah, just be down and ready when the ball is hit, be on the go, be ready to go. And there's, it's gonna go fast. So the balls that maybe you can't get, you're reading. So I'm down and ready, I'm seeing the ball in the air and I'm anticipating where I think the ball is going to land, right? So I'm looking at a seat, I'm like, mm, it's gonna land right there. And see, it's, it becomes a fun game. See how often you can be right where it's gonna land and where it's gonna end up. And then it just prepares you for the next time when you're ready to go. So that you're always going to where you think the ball is gonna land, not where it already is. Now you mentioned a little bit before that softball is a game of failure, but why is it important for players to understand that softball is a game of failure? Yeah, I think it's important to understand that so you don't get discouraged. You know, I think it's important that people continue to move through failure and understand that failure is a part of success and not the opposite. You know, I think sometimes when we fail, we think, oh, that's it. What can I do now? There's nothing, I, you know, I'm, I'm a failure. I don't know what to do. Not understanding that this failure was setting you up for your success. You had to at first fail before you could learn what it is that you needed to do in order to become the best, right? There's an old quote that says, the master has failed more times than the beginner has even started, right? So in order to keep going, in order to get to what you want, you have to understand that failure is going to be a part of your success. And you should get excited about it because the more you fail, the closer you're getting to becoming one of the best. And I don't think a lot of people think of failure that way. And so when you get comfortable with failure and you get comfortable with the fact that this is only helping you get better, you know, I think that that's when you allow failure to shape you and sh allow it to push you forward instead of anchor you, instead of it being something that just keeps you down, keeps you upset. You look at it as something that's setting you up and moving you towards your goals. Now, what's the best piece of advice you would offer for a new softball player? I think the best piece of advice I would offer to a new softball player would be that Throughout the game, there's going to be a lot of circumstances that you feel like, ah, I wish that would have happened, or ah, why did she catch that, or just a little bit this way, or that was a hard ball. There's so many things you can't control in the game of softball. So just focus on controlling the controllables. Only thing you can control is how you feel at the plate, your presence at the plate, and your reaction, your attitude. That's what you can control. And I promise if you have a good attitude towards everything and you're focusing on controlling the controllables, that you're gonna get through all of the adversity that you're inevitably gonna face in this game. And so if you go up to the plate and let's say you get out your first AB, just tip your hat, tip your helmet to the pitcher and say, all right, you got me once, but you're not getting me twice. And then you may go back out. And if you go up to about the second time you get out and just say, all right, you got me two times, but no one's ever gotten me out three. Right, every time you're just moving forward, you're just moving forward, controlling the controllables, which is your presence, your attitude, and your response. Now, everything else is out of your hands. So you control that, you control what you do, and you just keep moving forward. Wow, what great advice, control the controllable. Control. I love that. Now, what was your favorite experience as a softball player? I think one of my favorite experiences, you know, outside of winning the gold glove would definitely be in college going to the World Series twice. I went to LSU and we went to the World Series my freshman year and then we also went to the World Series my senior year. And so I think that just being in that environment and being with that those teams that I was on where we really just kept pushing and we really just got to our ultimate goal. We even made a countdown, we called it the countdown to the natty my senior year. 
And so what started out as like day 125 to the natty, we got to the World Series and we ended up winning third place at the World Series. So it literally got down from 125 to day two to the natty, right? We didn't get to day one. We lost in the semis, but we got to day two. And so to see that progress, right? You see, you have it taught me that if you have a goal and you keep talking about your goal, you keep pushing to your goal, you will inevitably eventually reach it. So just keep reminding yourself day, whatever, to whatever your goal is. So if you being this phenomenal softball player that you are 100% going to be, day one, whenever that starts, right, to being the best softball player in the world, give yourself this timeline and boom, day 100, I'm the best softball player in the world. That's gonna be you, Pepper, I already know it. <laughs> well, let's hope. Thank you so much. This has been such an amazing birthday interview and I've learned so much about softball and about your story today. Yes, thank you so much for having me. This has been one of my favorite, favorite interviews, and you have 100% been my favorite interviewer. So thank you so much for having me, and I hope you have the most fabulous birthday ever. 10, 10 is a big age. You're double digits now, girlfriend. Yeah. Double digits. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm gonna try this again and see if you can see. My parents surprised me with these big balloons. This is the zero. Oh. And then, and it's funny because there's all this stuff. And last night they were teasing me. They were saying, oh, no presents. Why, why does a 10 year old need presents? And then all this stuff. And I was like, you know what? You guys are the best. So I've definitely had a great birthday, but I have to have this. I'll have to add this to my list of accomplishments on my birthday. I have to add this to my list of accomplishments just as a whole. Thank you for Thank having you so me much. wanting to interview me. Thank you so much for coming. Of course. Bye. All right. Bye, love. Have an amazing birthday. Bye, AJ. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, you have to keep me posted on softball, too, okay? All right. I will. I will. Okay. Bye, beautiful. Bye. Thank you. Now, big shout out to everyone who tuned in live for this, and thank you all so much for tuning in. I hope you learned as much about softball and as much about AJ as I did.